and it's back to another week and i'm back with my folks you guys have been great you guys have been giving me a lot of support on my episodes and i'm very very happy to have you guys as my audience now as i promised i have a very very special guest today uh, he's a local guy he's a pune guy but he's definitely one of our top inspirations for all the folks in pune today on the podcast ladies and gentlemen we have nakul ambilkar sequel welcome to the show sequel hey rohan how's it going all good how do you prefer how do i what do i call you what do you prefer should i call you sequel or not no, call, call me nakul anything actually <laughs> anything anything works with me that's great because everyone can get your story off the internet and everyone can check out your music but uh, the main reason i wanted in this podcast is to show the world who the real nakul is so i think i'm just going to stick with nakul how's it going man amazing sounds good <laughs> it's it's going well i am just trying to stay positive just like you know keep myself busy because we are in this crazy situation right now all of us it can be stressing obviously i don't want to say that i'm not unhappy about what's happening because the music scene was uh, was uh, really great but we loved it in february march uh the whole scene was was evolving the whole scene you know was flourishing actually mm-hmm. i remember because i i since the day i had the podcast like when i told my friends you know i'm doing this podcast we're going to be chatting with a lot of the dj's from the industry uh, a lot of international artists as well and everyone who i spoke to uh, my first brainstorming session they all were like you have to get nakul on the podcast and uh, even if you check a couple of our episodes we've always taken your name and everyone kind of really admires you and you've been so busy thank god for this for this virus actually because of this virus now you're finally getting some time to come and have a chat with me but no I've not been like all that busy come on it's yeah we were just trying to find a place to uh, you know we we wanted to do this live right and also of course of course like yes so yeah but yeah of course we have to practice our social distancing and uh, play the part yeah. and that's the reason we thought we'd do this but I definitely want to meet you in person and do this again live so how are you how are you coping up with the day how do you how do you spend your day are you making a lot of music what are you doing nowadays yeah so as i just like mentioned um you know there's no point stressing about the situation that's mm-hmm. it's not going to solve anything like you know it's, it's literally like one situation where you literally cannot do anything you know of course and every single human on this planet is affected by this mm-hmm. right so there's no point stressing there's no point beating your head around it of and uh, um, i'm trying to take it in a very positive way i'm trying to take it in a way that hey you know i have this extra time now and i have been just clearing all my backlogs uh, finishing all the uh, projects okay uh, the remix deadlines then uh, yeah just like just trying to keep myself busy giving a lot of time to hobby uh exercising eating good food uh trying to learn some new things like you know i just started an autocad course for example i just saw your instagram story before the podcast yeah like just you know um and then i'm also uh taking my piano lessons actually okay. online wow and i'm practicing piano one hour every day and i'm exercising yeah just just trying to keep myself busy you know there's always Uh, so many things to do and uh, just hoping that the situation gets better eventually it will it will we have to stay positive and i'm sure it will of course so nakul tell me about your childhood i mean uh, how did a guy you you actually are from aurangabad and you moved to pune a couple of years ago so how did someone from aurangabad come to pune and um, you know you know make a big name in the in the underground music scene so how did that happen how did music happen to you so aurangabad is a really small city okay and at that time when i was in school and junior college um, i was sure that i wanted that I I want to do DJing, like you know. I was I was pretty sure. That's that was that was the main reason I came to Pune for. I mean, where did you see a DJ for the first time, or how did that happen? If there was not much reference points out there. No, there was no seeing DJ in person at all. So this uh, <laughs> this thing kicked inside me since school time. A friend of mine gave me a Fatboy Slim cassette. Okay. Um, literally a cassette, like not even a CD. <laughs> so this was a long time back. 
and uh, I think it was uh, called Why Try Harder. Mm-hmm. I think one of his most famous albums. Of course, that that album really inspired me. I was a music fan, obviously. I was listening to rock. I was listening to uh, a lot of pop, alternate rock, like mm-hmm. you know, some metal, like Metallica, and uh, a lot of these alternate rock bands like Limp Bizkit, Linkin Park, and Creed, and all these, you know, mm-hmm. and. Um, my friend just gave me this cassette and he's like hey you have to listen to this and it's like something completely different and i remember this was high school if i'm not wrong or like junior college like towards the end of high school <laughs> okay and uh, and uh, this is an album which had right here right now praise you and all those songs and um, it was completely different it was so funky it was so groovy uh, it it was like my first a kind of album uh, that i've heard uh, into the dance music world you know mm-hmm. after that i clearly remember it was uh, dj tiesto's little industry uh, video like one day i came back from school or like from junior college something like that you know mm-hmm. can't remember exactly Okay. Uh, and I saw this Little Industry video on MTV, and uh, it really drove me. Like you know, uh, I was like, "Wow, wow, what is this? Like, you know, what is this music?" And I think I clearly remember actually, like that moment. I remember that moment. You know, in that moment, I was like, "Hey, like this is so cool. I want to do like what this guy is doing, and I want to make like this music like someday." You know, this is so cool. It sounds so amazing. So that's how I got introduced to uh, electronic music. Okay. But obviously, uh, there were no nightclubs. There's no DJing or music culture in, in that city. Of course, yeah. Uh, at least at that time. And uh, so I had to convince my father. I knew that I want to do this. I was hundred percent sure that I want to do this. Okay. So then I had to convince my father to let me move to. Bombay I actually wanted to go to Bombay okay because that's like the hub you know of course of course yeah and uh, uh, my my parents are really possessive like 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 most indian parents you know? <laughs> so yeah. he was no no way he was going to let like uh, 16 17 i don't know how old I was, 17 year old 17 year old boy to go to bombay and you know get in college there and you know all that so he said no way it's not a safe city blah 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 then eventually i convinced him to okay at least send me to pune because it's like nearby uh, it's like 5 hours from ahmedabad and we used to come to pune all the time anyways for like shopping for buying like music cds like with friends and all mm-hmm. so and uh, he has a cousin brother here so like my uncle so he felt like comfortable sending me to pune and i was like okay pune is better than bombay like you know and in my short trips i found out uh, about some dj's here who teach uh, djing okay. and stuff and that's how i moved from aurangabad to pune in 2004 and uh, i took admission in symbiosis college okay. uh, but my father did put a condition on me that he didn't uh, he was not agreeing that i go and just do graduation because he wanted to do, he wanted me to do something more okay. and um, he wanted me to like study something more so he said you have to do a chartered accountant course and since he's a tax consultant <laughs> and uh, so i said yeah i said whatever i'll do anything and i just want to get out of the city <laughs> and it's fine so when i arrived in pune it was crazy like uh, early mornings i had my ca tuitions okay nobody knows the story probably no wow. probably uh, no one has heard the story go ahead so early mornings i used to have my ca tuitions then afternoon like i think from 11 or 12 uh, 12 pm 
till like 4 5 pm i had my college like i used to go to simbi okay and from simbises i remember i used to go to straight to dj waggy's house waggy is the guy who taught me djing and he used to teach uh, in his house that was in lulanagar in konwa mm-hmm. so i used to go from uh, the city area to simbises that is sb road from there i used to go to uh, lulanagar i didn't even have a bike you know sometimes <laughs> i would uh, you know some friends would drop me or sometimes i would go by bus to save money oh whatever God. like i've done all those things in all those college things wow and uh, evening was my dj uh, dj class dj course mm-hmm. and it was the end of that in the night on the weekends bag uh, used to take me out to his residencies wherever he used to play and i used to go and stand next to him and see what he's doing you know when you're very new mm-hmm. uh, just to learn and yeah so my first year in the college was really crazy <laughs> and i barely slept <laughs> yeah. yeah but i had all the i, I had like all the energy to uh, yeah like go about it that's how i uh, kind of moved from aurangabad i uh, ended up in pune and uh, i was lucky enough to uh, get my first dj job right after my course where was that in in pune where were you playing in pune it was in pune actually i remember my my very first job was in a mall my very first dj job was in a mall uh, it was only 15 days it was only 15 days till uh, the new club was opening where vaggy was supposed to play and i was supposed to be like the like the assistant dj okay and the first club was zion but before that for two weeks i uh, like official like my first official dj job was in a mall uh you know um, in kalyani nagar uh, ad labs gold yes, ad labs yes yes yeah so when it when it had opened they had a small dj booth on the first floor next right near the apple store where apple store used to be i don't know if it's still there that was my first dj job uh for like two weeks and then uh this club opened zion and then i started playing with vaggy regularly mm-hmm. through the week and weekends and yeah that's how you know i was lucky enough uh because he offered me the job right after my course and wow. uh then started this chain reaction like we you know i started playing with him everywhere so for example when zion shut down and they renovated and they it, uh, they turned that into zinc i think said yc yeah, yeah. and uh then i became like the resident dj there with him so i was i would play some nights he would play some nights and i would open for him uh, on the weekends you know something like that wow and then uh, we did residencies at za at move move was my last residency in pune um yeah so uh, i think 2007 that was my last residency wow and i think you shifted after that you even uh, had a small stint in doha i think after that i think you went to doha as well yeah right? so 2000 like mid 2007 let's just say like two years two odd years i lived in doha that was like my last residency and uh, that was a great experience too like i was uh, that was a very good exposure mm-hmm. i was playing at one of the only two nightclubs in the city we had a really vibrant crowd um i was playing like seven day seven nights a week uh, wow. literally uh, including mondays it was the <laughs> one of the busiest clubs i had no off days there because i was the only resident dj and if i have to take off that means they have to like bring somebody from outside like something like that you know okay um yeah and i lived there two years and i enjoyed every bit of it like you know although it was a mix uh, of commercial hip hop uh, funky house electro house everything like like we as a resident dj at that time you you have to play like everything you know of course uh, that was not the time when you could choose hey i'm going to play like this style hey i'm only you know we had very few touring djs when i started djing it was only like 
Sanjay Dutta, Nikhil Chinappa, Ivan. Yeah. Just a handful touring DJs in India. You know, apologies if I'm mis- <laughs> forgetting somebody's name. uh but yeah but at that time was the career going uh, as as a, on a high because uh, i think the next step you took was music production was it a conscious call that you know for me to take the next level uh, or take the next step in this in, in this industry is is doing music or uh, were you happy with your own djing no i was not happy like there was a constant mm, i was not happy there was a constant calling because i always wanted to make music you remember okay. i told you the whole pso story and i told you hey like i want to make this music so back of my mind uh, that was like always my next goal like next thing you know like obviously i enjoy every bit of djing like to me dj came first i am a dj first and then a producer you know okay. i'm a hardcore dj like i've uh, done all kinds of residency gigs i've done all kinds of private parties i've done like i've played everything 60s 70s uh 80s 90s everything everything you can think of you know so i'm a hardcore dj dj wow proper old school dj <laughs> eventually i knew that i have to start producing music that was my next goal and uh how it happened was i uh, there was no school like you would be surprised there was no audio engineering school in pune at that time of course yes this was i think 2006 i'm talking about yeah so no audio engineering school nothing the only audio engineering school near to me was in bombay sae mm-hmm. and i remember i had gone to bombay i had gone i had like you know uh, gone to the campus or something like that or and uh, took all the details and you know if i had to like learn from a school i had to move to bombay which was not possible because i was already studying in a college here in okay. surprise at the same time my djing career was going really well like you know i was playing at all the cool clubs you could say you know most of the new clubs uh we were playing like you mm-hmm. know so it was so my djing uh, thing was going really great i would not say i was making sh- sh- like shit loads of money or something uh but it was nice i felt content i was really young mm-hmm. i had this exposure i remember uh, i used to be like this tall skinny guy <laughs> i just started dj and i remember in some parties uh, like a guy came to me and he's like hey dude like you play such cool music but are you even allowed to be like inside this club you know <laughs> cuz i was so young and i was like really skinny and uh all those things you know so i could not leave all this and move to bombay and then eventually i was like okay okay i'll wait okay i'll wait and then i got frustrated and then i just one day i came home i did a google search like all of us do how to make music okay uh, how to make music uh, from home or how to learn music production what are the softwares i googled everything i made a list of five softwares okay and downloaded the cracked versions installed them <laughs> on a really old pc i did not even have have a computer i used my flatmate computer like my body's computer oh my computer. yeah 512 mb ram p2 <laughs> yeah p2 or p3 something like that you know i remember remember okay. those days ableton version was 4 if i'm not wrong mm-hmm. and uh, so i installed reason nuendo cubase uh, um, i mean all these like popular software you know and the last one was ableton and uh, and ableton was easiest cuz it's you see the ableton interface it's so easy it's like i always tell this to like uh, my my students like when i teach like it's for me it's like microsoft word of music you know <laughs> it's just like you open word and what do you do you just start typing and you know that's what you do exactly ableton is something like that for beginners it's, it's super easy so i really liked uh, vibe with ableton and i started producing music on my own this was 
was 2006 i clearly remember but 2006 nakul there wasn't even i mean i don't even know was there youtube then back then there was youtube but there were no uh, you could not find any so you had to figure out the entire thing yourself from scratch yeah i also read some audio engineering books okay. i wouldn't remember the names now but uh, if you want i can if this is really going to help someone i can uh, find those books no now these now now we are all pampered we can learn a new trick every day <laughs> i mean you can literally go to youtube and put your favorite artist's name and uh, say like in the studio something and you would probably find in in the studio video with your most favorite artist you know? of course <laughs> yeah like all kinds of tutorials are available on youtube now at that time it was only like if you yeah i remember searching going on youtube and it was only um, one of these professional or you know producer guy sitting on a big console uh, in a professional studio you know 60 channels you <laughs> 60 channel mixer and talking in really technical terms and of course you know there was no way uh, at that time you just had to like do just had to do on your own you know all like learn from somebody i also try to find like uh, if somebody could teach me uh, yeah i remember um, a very good friend of mine dj tally he really helped me yeah, so he gave me uh, at that time like i went to his house and uh, i think he, he he heard like one of the remixes i made and he just invited me uh, he's like dude just come over tomorrow and he gave me uh, uh, a dvd full of uh, samples plugins vsts and what not like 5 gb at that time 5 gb was a lot like 4.7 gb was a lot he filled that dvd and uh, i did not even know what is a plugin what is a vst nothing i was using all built in ableton stuff stock plugins just like initial yeah. yeah just like initial days you know and yeah so he helped me out he gave me like some really cool tips and he gave me like some plugins and vsts and then i installed them i started using some good samples after that you know uh, i learned how to source like good samples and stuff so nakul tell me so i mean i'm talking about your initial days your first initial days uh, and i've gone through the same thing myself you know when you're trying to figure out uh, i for me it was fl now i've recently started you know figuring out ableton uh, so there's a lot of frustration that happens you know at that time when we were all about 16 17 years old and most of the people who you know kind of continuously try to get at it uh, they succeed and they eventually get the hang of it for you did you have any struggles figuring out how this works because like i said it's although even there are youtube tutorials and all of those things but at that moment uh, it was very difficult to get a track ready like an entire structure to even just get the workflow was very 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 complicated and i mean till now it is very very complicated for many people sure how did you kind of you know overcome that barrier of you know i'm completely amateur to you know making a track a 6 minute track Uh, you know correct how did you overcome that journey because i think for producers and whoever was listening and whoever was uh, and it's happened to me as well i've i've uninstalled fl studio i don't know over a million times you know mm-hmm. uh, what advice would you give to people who, who have just you know uh, for some people they've just actually learned what techno is or what melodic techno is right now and uh, yeah. they want to get into it and they obviously install the software how do you overcome that first one or two years of that literal nascent stage of you know being a amateur how do you overcome that part because i think i firmly believe that once you cross that one one and a half two year mark, with the software with whatever software it is you kind of things come to you naturally so what would you suggest for people who are just starting right now so uh, for me i was always somewhat geeky you know okay. i was a geek okay. i was a, i was a big time gamer i was really good with computers and stuff you know so technically uh, ableton was like a breeze for me like i just learned every uh, everything on my own i read some audio engineering books so my basics Uh, were very clear okay. because it was strong because of uh, the books i read mm-hmm. and uh, 
you know just about like frequency just about like uh, what is the frequency of a kick drum what is like basic stuff you know um so all of it like the technical part it came to me um very easy it was not frustrating to me at all you know the frustrating part is trying to create that sound that's in your head of you course know? yeah trying to make that sound that's a challenge uh obviously that's a that's a challenge even now after like what the 12 13 years 15 years of producing music like the first time even when you place uh, your kicks even the sound of the kick because we are probably using the same uh, you know samples and all of those things that the other producer using but it never sounded that you know professional so you know, that was a big struggle for us as well correct so your question is uh, how to get get through like the first 2 years of frustration when you of just course. start producing yes yes okay So uh, I just told you my whole story, like uh, I, how I could not go to SAE, and then I have to learn on, on my own. And you know, I so I kind of you can say I started producing seriously in two thousand seven after I moved to Doha. Um, that's when I could uh, afford a really nice studio. Like I got myself a MacBook and Adam monitors and a MIDI keyboard and uh, sound card and everything. You know, that's when I built my studio. Okay, right. Uh, I only released my first track in two thousand thirteen. So let's just say by two thousand. Well, I had like uh, my music was my music started sounding professional, but yeah. I had a nice five six years struggle if you see from two thousand seven till like two thousand twelve, right? That was, that was my struggle phase with uh, with music. I was practicing at least eight hours a day uh, minimum. You know, this was like my routine: wake up, start the computer, work on music all day, etc., etc., etc. Okay, so uh, there are two ways to go about it. One is this: one is the hard way that learning on your own, experimenting, you know, and getting all frustrated. But I would uh, definitely advise the the new producers if you can find a good teacher that can really minimize your time. That can really, you know. Uh, so that that is one thing I wish I had. I wish I had some guidance, and it would not take me five years to make my tracks sound professional. Okay. okay. Same thing with, uh, for example, I bought this piano a year back. I mean, I I play the keys. Obviously, I've done my music theory. I've done uh, some guitar lessons. You know, I used to play guitar as well, like very basic. Okay. I bought this piano because uh, it has always been my thing that I want to play the piano like properly with with both the hands and. you know obviously mm-hmm. i compose music on it and stuff but i can't play i'm not a pianist you know okay so uh i can't like take the piano go on a stage and perform right mm-hmm. and so i try to learn this on my own watching like online courses and stuff and and at the same time i talk to my friend vipul shift uh, okay. in delhi and and he is uh, he has a really good teacher you know so i've seen his progress in like 2 to 2 and a half years he plays the piano so well so what i want to tell you is if you, if you can find a good teacher if you can find a good institute that focuses uh, on you know teaching the specific sound that you want to learn that can really minimize your uh, time you know you don't have to put the two years this is one this is one thing second thing i'll tell you i'll tell you a secret sauce which no one will tell you okay so the secret sauce is there is no secret sauce <laughs> okay this is the this is this is the reality you have to get in the studio sit on that chair all the day long and practice that's it there's nothing else you have to sit 5 hours a day minimum and practice and practice and practice and practice that's it no other way every single producer has gone through this every single producer has done this you have to sit and practice and eventually uh trust me eventually you you keep getting better at it you know mm-hmm. it's like it's like imagine when you uh, just start driving a car yeah. okay so in the beginning when you join the 
the, the school or something, you're driving school or something, you know, you're shit scared. Like on day one, you're like shit scared, you know. Of, yeah. Uh, but I'm sure like in somewhere down the line in two, three months, you're driving, you're talking on the phone, maybe you're holding <laughs> a drink in your hand. Uh, no, let's cut this part. All of these things should not be followed by the, by the listeners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please do not follow all this. But I'm just giving an example like, you know. Yes, of course. Uh, because then it's, it's like a, then it becomes a muscle memory, you know, like you, you're multitasking, you're talking on the phone or whatever you have, your earplugs on, you're mm-hmm. on a call and you're driving. Please guys do not do this. This is just an example. <laughs> but I just want to tell you that eventually, you know, uh, I've, I've gone through this struggle. Like I've struggled for like at least two years. I think the first two years I was only making baselines. Okay. Okay. If you see, like, if you listen to my tracks, like, baseline is my thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. like what is the simple sound? It's like mostly baselines, baselines, you know. Of course. I remember two years only making baselines, just like, just focusing on making good baselines, good baseline, good, good kick drums and good baseline. This is a, this is, this was my aim, like, you know, every third day you wake up, make a good baseline. Okay. Wow. And uh, eventually I got so good at it. And eventually, like my uh, baseline started sounding so fat and so, so clubby and chunky. But then I was not good at the synths. I was <laughs> not good with the other elements because I did not practice. Okay. So I just want to say that, that you know, you have to pay your dues. There's no shortcut. There's no shortcut to anything, literally, you know. So even if you have the best teacher and who can teach you one-on-one, even then you have to go home and practice. Of course. Right? Of course. Nobody can... Uh, so yeah, eventually you just practice and uh, you just have to sit passionately. You just have to like go in the studio, switch off your phone, tell yourself, okay, next three hours, I'm going to sit, stare at the blank screen if you have to all day long, but you know, something will come, something will come out of it, you know, and trust me, it, it keeps getting better. And one day you're like, fuck, I can make anything, you know, <laughs> like it happens like one, two years I'm not, I'm not saying everyone will take two years. Maybe okay. somebody will take two months. Somebody will take uh, a year. Somebody will take two years. You know, I took four years, for example, to get to that point. You know, But it will be worthwhile. It will be, you know, uh, it will be really nice in the end. You know, it will pay. It will pay off. Your hard work will pay off. Great. So, Nakul, for the last couple of years, you've kind of been a grade A artist. You're performing all across the country and you're doing a really, really good job. What do you think has worked for you? Because you've started from the scratch, starting from residencies to, you know, producing your own music to eventually doing a couple of gigs. I think uh, during this entire phase, music is well changed. Uh, but for you, uh, amongst most of us, we all look up to you because you've, you're like the poster boy of Pune underground scene, uh, if I could say that. And uh, you're doing a phenomenal job. What do you think worked for you? Because many things happened in this six, seven years. So what do you think worked for you? I think my productions, definitely, my production was a was a big part of the whole success. I don't even, I don't even consider myself successful. Like it's still a hustle. It's still like, I would say I'm still hustling, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm at a good place and I've enjoyed the journey and I'm enjoying what is going on now. I mean, not the, not this virus situation, <laughs> obviously, but let's just say like pre-corona, uh, how things were going. I was, I was at peace. I was really enjoying the journey. I was enjoying the gigs. I think Sequel Project was born in 2012. Mm-hmm. I had won the Sunburn Remix Contest. Mm-hmm. That got me, um, I mean, I, I, I clearly remember just before Sunburn, we had like a sequel launch party uh, in Pune at Penthouse, like my, my project launch party, you know. Okay. Uh, that was the time, I think it was September, October 2012, if I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. And that was the time when I have, when I had already signed my first track and my first EP with Movement Recordings and my first track on Free Ground Music. It was called We Evolve. Of course. And so we did like this small um, sequel, you know, launch party in Pune. It was really, really cool gig. Like, 
at penthouse on the on the terrace and stuff yeah, yeah. and uh, right after that i took part at the sunbone rings contest sunbone used to be a really big stage at the time it still is mm-hmm. probably uh, probably not for the you know any the specific style of music i'm doing but it's still it is still a big stage you know of course of course they used to run these uh, remix contests every year mm-hmm. and you win the remix contest you get a slot to play uh, at sunbone you know and uh, i i had won that 2012 uh, remix contest and i got uh, a chance to play at sunbone but most importantly the whole dance music community uh, you know india is very festival oriented like you know people pay like the whole community pays a lot of attention to music festivals like supersonic like sunburn like you know different festivals of course yeah uh, at that time it was only sunburn if i'm not wrong it was a really good thing for me because sequel was a very new project and right after that i had won the sunburn remix contest mm-hmm. that was in december 2012 and january 2013 was my first release it was called we walls and uh, it got a lot of support like uh, it was being played in winter music conference marker shells was playing it a lot of these like uh, progressive and kind of like progressive trance DJs uh, were playing it it was a 126 bpm progressive house track you know classic progressive house track mm-hmm. um with a nice melody a lot of chords and like all this uh, euphoric breakdown and stuff you know mm-hmm. i got really good support on that track i really i got really good local support like nikhil chandra played it on fm on a show mm-hmm. um and he gave me a shout out and a lot of my uh, friends were playing it you know so i would say definitely for me the productions really helped out uh in kick starting this project you know like like a like like jump starting this project you can say like you know the initial uh, spark that you need of course to, yeah yeah you know to to just get the attention i think i got it after that uh, i started getting some more gigs but then i would say that just your productions are irrelevant with your gigs you know yeah it could be you know for example you make a track and you release it and uh, it goes viral and a lot of you know a lot of indian artists are playing it internationally it's being played on radio shows and yeah. you know it's all parts on beatport and stuff fine you know you can you can get it that that can get you your first two gigs mm-hmm. but that's it if you if you don't perform at those gigs uh, no new gigs will follow i agree you know what i mean yeah uh, so somebody could be a really good producer and uh, he could get his first gig say for example outside pune in bombay or something mm-hmm. but if he is not a good dj if he uh, will not perform at that gig there are less chances of getting um, more gigs let's just say okay right. nakul uh, also since we are on the same topic so since you mentioned that so someone who's producing he's actively producing spending a lot of time uh, on his production the whole game has changed to into numbers most of the producers that i know who are you know very good producers they kind of lack in in terms of social media so do you feel social media and all of these things are really important right now because uh, i see a lot of talented people not getting shows that's right so look uh, as i said like my first track was called we evolve and what that says what that says is you have to keep evolving you know or you will be left out obviously so uh social media is a is a huge platform right now it is important to have online presence you know you you, you cannot do without it you know uh probably back in the days if uh if somebody has to pitch an artist uh the promoters would ask for hey soundcloud link can you yeah. send a mixcloud link let me hear a mix or something you know now now probably they would be hey what's the instagram handle you know <laughs> yeah that's the reality 
okay yeah. and uh, you just have to evolve you have to adapt to new things that is a part of the process that is a part of you being a success that you uh, evolve even like uh, even uh, the music production softwares you know they keep evolving every year the new plugins there are new hardware synthesizers there are new things and if i just sit back to 10 years back you know and use the same plugins and use the same sample pack uh, my music is not going to sound better you know i have to keep evolving with times mm-hmm. we have to keep moving forward it's the same thing um, with social media you know but a lot of new guys kind of misunderstand it yeah. because you can have like a really big marketing game but it has to be backed by substance you know what mm-hmm. i mean of course i mean uh, you can do the best photo shoots and like you know show yourself like a model anything you know like you can make this huge instagram persona and uh, maybe even get a get your first gig out of it but uh, you should also have the talent to be able to play good music once you're on the stage you know what i mean mm-hmm. all your social media and marketing is only as good as you as a product or your substance or or you as a musician or you as a dj you know it has to be backed by talent it has to be backed by good music of course you know that's that's what i want to say so as long as there's a balancing act between guys who are djing producing and also like you know of course you have to otherwise you will be left out you know because every single uh, producer every single artist is on all kinds of social media platforms and you have to be really active and otherwise uh, you will not be noticed that's a fact and you 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 just have to accept it and move with time you know you have to make it a part of your day let's just say like 20 minutes a day for making you post on facebook instagram twitter and stuff got it all right so nakul uh, now we'll just shut the interview with sequel and i want to kind of ask you a very personal question and this question goes out to nakul you are at a very very good place in terms of your uh, your music career most of us would like immediately with a snap like to get into your shoes but as a bro a general question or a very personal question to ask you as a bro is does nakul have any low days any any self doubt days where you're not quite happy with your career or does anything that that happen to you even even musically oh dude nakul has huge bad days <laughs> you won't believe uh you won't believe the kind of hard work that goes you know once you once you keep becoming bigger and bigger i i still don't consider myself like i still don't use the term like big or something for me mm-hmm. but once you start getting more and more relevant in the scene and start doing more gigs it comes with a lot of baggage it's not easy my friend you know <laughs> it's not easy for example let me give you an example on some in some months i would have like uh seven eight gigs which means uh at least two gigs every weekend from having like eight gigs sometimes it's like three sometimes it's like pune bombay delhi or some or i think my last one was in march which uh, which i remember was um pune uh, then guwahati uh, sorry pune and then delhi and then guwahati something like that okay i imagine uh, you do three gigs and you come back on monday afternoon evening so one day you need for rest mm-hmm. correct tuesday morning you wake up so now you have tuesday wednesday thursday you have only three days at your disposal okay because friday morning again you have to catch a flight of course right because friday again you have a gig so you have three days out of which one and a half day you produce music and one and a half day you uh, kind of update music for your gigs which i do a lot like i 
have to at least spend two days, two full days every week updating music. I need to have like 40, 50 new tracks to play every single weekend. Like that's my thing, you know, that that's what drives me. Okay. Uh, new, new music, like I'm, I'm really passionate about music. And, and I, I, I really, you know, like mo- the most common comments on my videos is track ID, track ID, track ID, <laughs> you know. It's funny. It's yeah. funny. Someone pointed uh, out this to me and sent me like screenshots and he's like, look, look, your comments are always like this, you know. <laughs> I like it, you know, it's, it's my thing. Uh, so imagine, uh, and in between, you get only three days in between you have to unpack and you have to pack and you have to wash your clothes and you have to go shopping and you have to go for a haircut and you have to do your house things you have to spend time with your dog you have to spend time with your friends you have to spend time with uh, your girlfriend if you have one or a wife or, or your partner right and you only have three days for it because once you're traveling you can't count you cannot count those days right uh i've had a lot of hard times i, I can say that yeah definitely um and also uh, the touring life kind of gets lonely this is a very big fact you know mm-hmm. imagine empty hotel rooms like eight times <laughs> eight times a week right yeah and it's like uh it's it's real it's real like a lot of artists uh you'll hear this in a lot of interviews like oh yeah you know you have this attention 500 people dancing and you know you you're killing it uh, at the club and and stuff and and then suddenly the club is shut and it's over mm-hmm. and you're back in your hotel room probably alone probably not it depends <laughs> and uh yeah and you know and your head is buzzing probably your ears are ringing probably and you know you have this rush in your blood and you cannot sleep it's impossible to sleep like that so what do you do then you start after party you start you know it's it's a natural process like this whole after party thing is a mm-hmm. natural process you know of you trying to run away from no not being able to sleep, not wanting to be lonely in the hotel room. Uh, yeah, man, there are all kinds of all <laughs> kinds of uh, down days. For example, last year I really struggled to finish uh, original tracks. Can you believe that? Like, I'm somebody who has released 50 or 60 tracks so far uh, as sequel, like official releases on Beatport, including all the remixes and originals. And so, 50 or 60 is a really good number, I would say, like in the past five years. That's a lot of tracks. 50 is a lot of tracks. Of course, of course, man. I don't intend to do that anymore. I don't want to release like so much music but last whole year i've really struggled to finish original tracks for example you know and i couldn't believe it i I released only two original tracks last year and i probably released like seven or eight remixes you know so overall i released like 10 tracks Mm -hmm. but i was really struggling to finish uh, original tracks somehow and only now only in april like uh, this april 2020 i've kind of finished one new ep and i'm going to finish like three more new tracks so i've kind of used this uh, lockdown opportunity to stay home to make music and to finish like you know uh, some original music great I just want to say that uh, that it's a part of process you know it happens with everyone uh, I struggle I, I I struggle every single day you know the struggle is real the sounds that are there in your head you want to make them you want to turn the, that into a track it's not going to be easy it's never going to be easy you know you just start having fun with it and go with it and uh, yeah you know, just enjoy the whole process. And All right. So, Nakul, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna kind of intrude more into your personal space and your personal life, and that's that's what yeah, I do. Yeah, go for it. Man. No, no. You're very very active uh, on social media. You're touring the entire country. No, I wouldn't say I'm very active on social media. I, I honestly I hate it. Like I hate this Instagram and uh, and stuff. You know, active in the sense we see a lot of your creatives uh, of you yeah, coming here. You know, you know, I go there like. Every day I dedicate like 10-15 minutes mm-hmm. to making some post, making like putting some story. But I, I make sure that it's real. I make sure that it's not, I'm not like, you know, I'm not the posy guy. I'm not taking like, you know, giving my phone to everyone uh, on the tour and like, hey, take my pictures and post everyone. No, like if 
for example, I went to Guwahati and I saw a beautiful thing and I just took like a selfie and I put it, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's very in the moment for me. Uh, and that's why I think uh, that is something that people like, you know, people, people do not like uh, fake stuff if i'm putting it in the correct way yeah but so so now so since like like you're there on instagram you're there on social media i'm pretty sure many of your friends and colleagues and most of the guys who you are actually you know competing with you you get to see that live you you get to see someone is performing probably abroad someone's performing in a pack club uh, does that in some or the other way and be very honest here you know i don't want a very typical uh, answer no nothing no no cliche answer but be very honest do you do you do you look at other artists and say okay shit this guy's doing some good work oh my god you know that guy's doing this work does that really happen and and i'm saying be honest Absolutely. absolutely of course man like <laughs> there are a lot of artists in like there are a lot of indian artists that i adore like there are a lot of artists that i love to go and listen to like indian artists you know mm-hmm. and absolutely yeah i think we have a lot of talent here. like talking about locally we have a lot of talent here. a lot of djs uh, are doing really well a lot of artists are making amazing music like you know um yeah of course man of course but you know i feel really happy when i when i see like uh, i think it's a really big scene i think uh, there's enough for all of us i i really do believe in this thing you know okay. i really do believe in this thing that trust me when i say this there's plenty and there's enough for all of us to thrive and for all of us to be happy and for all of us to feel content uh, mm-hmm. and perform and make a living out of it you just have to know how to do it you just have to be consistent you just have to uh, you know yeah like you just have to make it work for you like all of us will have uh, different selling points and stuff mm-hmm. but yeah like a lot of times uh, i i see like uh, other djs and i'm like a oh, damn you know i don't have like such strong instagram game you know or something or damn i don't have like uh this cool photo shoot uh but most times it's like oh wow oh, wow like you know para is oh wow para played at this cool gig for example you know oh wow it's this oh wow it's like that you know it's it's more in a inspiring happy way uh yes. that's how it comes to me you know yeah like you learn from it and you you appreciate it and a lot of it also inspires you like you know great so rakul tell me who are your favorite who are your favorite indian artists at the moment i think my i think my most favorite dj has to be kora oh wow okay uh one of my favorite producers also let's just say and uh i absolutely love all his sets like i've heard him play so many times like that is something i look forward to and like i would buy ticket and go to listen to kora for example and i think he's he's a really great all all round artist he's a really good producer is a phenomenal dj kills it at every single sets you know another name would be shift i think i think he is india's finest like one of the finest producers you know? wow that's huge and yeah dude like like literally you know uh, all the names you can think like arjun is really good in what he does arjun wagle with his like with his brand of uh, you know techno and yeah he he like he fucking kills it you have to go you have to go and stand next to him and feel the energy like i did a gig with him i think last year or 2018 october i think 2018 that was uh, a halloween gig in bombay and like he was just like blown away uh, by his energy you know and uh, yeah dude there are so many good djs in india like audio units jitter um vinayka is a very good dj then I don't know like so many dudes like so so many names you know I can I can just go on since we we advertised you as a Pune boy and since this podcast comes from Pune uh, who are your favorite artists who you think are the upcoming artists from Pune who are you looking forward to actually very good question actually um so your question is uh, amongst the upcoming guys right yes yes okay 
So Nakul C is making some really good music. I just heard his new EP. Like it was a collab with somebody. I don't remember the name. Tapasya. And uh, well, not with Tapasya. Another artist, like, but but really cool. Like Nakul C is making really good. And Tapasya also, of course. Like you know, he's he's my student actually. Oh wow. And uh, he's also making some really good deep melodic progressive house. And uh, apart from that. guys who are already there in the scene are like Rohan Sabli makes some really cool stuff you know yeah uh, it's been, i think it's been a while since he released i think it's been uh, 2 or 3 months back i heard his new ep mm-hmm. he's making some really good minimal techno you know his his brand of like minimal techno kind of song dot dot come on how can you forget sadan there you go dot dot he's killing it right now like literally killing it you know yeah so pune is rising man a lot of new talent uh, lot of different styles and yeah great so nakul uh, apart from doing your music and producing and djing i see a lot of your pictures you're doing you're into this aero modeling thing you have your new uh, what's this fascination with with aeroplanes with these aero models i really don't understand you won't believe like like 3 days back i went to google and you know sometimes it's like 3 uh, in the morning you're not able to sleep and you google like the serious serious <laughs> you know and i literally google why do i like airplanes so much <laughs> i just do not i yeah i just do not understand this why like where does this come from and that too like with me it's so crazy it's so funny because uh, it's not like all kinds of airplanes like i don't like drones for example okay mm-hmm. uh, i don't like these passenger airplanes i i i only specifically like fighter jets and i still don't understand why like what is this fascination with <laughs> with airplanes that i have with fighter jets you know another another story is i wanted to be a pilot uh, that was like my first uh, first uh, love you know i really wanted to be a pilot like my uncle my mama okay uh, my real mama was in air force so i had like guidance from him and stuff uh, and you won't believe uh, my father did not let me did not let me pursue my uh, pilot No, like he did not allow me, like for real. He said no. Okay. As I said, he's like super possessive about me, and you know all those Indian things. Basically, mm-hmm. oh, it's not safe. Blah blah blah. And I, I even remember there was a there was a big fight in my house uh, after my high school. Uh, he forced me to take commerce, and I wanted to go in science. And the colleges had already started. It's now two months since the colleges have already started, and there are like everyday fights in my house. And <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to take admission. I'm not taking commerce. I want to go. signs and I want to become a pilot you know it was still that level and my mamas had come over all my friends had come over to convince me to hey college has started you'll miss out a year and and I was this guy who was like no I'm not like you know so I think it it comes from there if I'm not wrong mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's and it's it's you know I used to draw like uh, fighter jets on my school notebooks or something you know and swat cats I used to watch all these uh Uh, all these uh, shows with fighter jets and this i think swat cats has a lot to uh, lot to uh, do with it so eventually um, i discovered uh, like a couple of years back like 10 years back that you can actually build model airplanes and you can fly them on remote control which is really cool uh and i just saw some videos on youtube and i was hooked on i was like wow what is this like you can we can make like small airplanes and fly on a remote control this was 10 years back okay uh, and yeah and i at that time i couldn't uh, cuz a lot of stuff is banned to import in india so i couldn't get like a good radio control and i couldn't uh, get some raw material to make i couldn't get a receiver i couldn't get good battery mm-hmm. but eventually i think uh, i think 4 years back or so uh, now the the soul market the soul rc market has become really uh, 
accessible. Okay. So I was able to order everything online, ship it to my house. And then I just built my first uh, small fighter jet like four years back. And I flew it and it was really cool. <laughs> and I built another one and I built another one and I probably built 10. Yeah. And it's just like, it just keeps evolving now. And yeah, yeah, that's, that's modeling thing you know it's like it's like probably you play cricket or somebody else watches tv or somebody else watches like football for me it's error modeling you know and uh, what i like about it is it takes me away from the computer this is the main thing you know for me computer is a big problem <laughs> because you are on the computer all day long doing all all your music emails everything literally you know and this takes me out on the weekends if i'm home it takes me out that's the thing with my error modeling uh, hobby you didn't eventually do your um, uh, your pilot thing and all of that stuff so is your is your family in your career now no i did not like he didn't let me like literally like i'm not i'm not uh, shy to say this like he didn't let me he didn't let me pursue my pilot dream like can you believe that it's crazy that's the reason he couldn't say no for my second dream which was music that's the reason uh, probably he allowed me he's like yeah cool you know like uh, yeah fine because i really fought with him i was like and i you know i used to like uh, as an angry teenager like you know get angry on him and like oh you let me, you didn't let me become pilot now now i want to learn this please don't stop me you know <laughs> like that so yeah and it turned out well for you and for us as well so it i think it yeah exactly you know i i really believe this bro every like literally everything happens for a reason and everything happens for the better good literally everything you know in the moment you might feel like shit you know you might feel like shit for a few months or a year and then after a year you'll be like oh yeah actually you know this uh, it's good that this happened you know because then i discovered the artist side of mine and i can uh, i can still go for a commercial pilot training right just as a hobby mm-hmm. and fly up somewhere down the line and I, I hope that turns out well for you uh, anyways nakul um, we're almost down to the end of the podcast and it's been great chatting with you i think we can do this for a couple of hours now but before we go ahead and- we'll do this offline next time <laughs> <laughs> of course but before we go uh, we definitely like to take takeaways from you uh, with regards to our yeah. careers most of us are a couple of notches uh, below where you are right now and we all are looking forward to having a nice successful career what tips would you give to all the producers the DJs the artists anyone who's trying to do something in this industry what would be your two three takeaways uh, that would help us okay so this is really important like uh, I'm more than happy I'm, I'm very happy to I'm very happy that you asked me this question and I'm very happy to, to share like my uh, the experience from my journey of course okay first thing as a producer you cannot just make a uh, release one track and then disappear you know you have to be consistent look at all the djs look at all the successful artists not only in india around the world mm-hmm. and just see what they have in common consistency okay all of them are relentless at what they do say as a producer say as a dj say as uh you know uh somebody is considered a really good dj because this this person has been doing it relentlessly weekend in and weekend out every single weekend playing in different countries playing in different festivals and killing it killing it killing it you know mm-hmm. uh that's how he builds his audience that's how people look forward to his sets you know because they they know uh that this artist is going to deliver something more right mm-hmm. so i think uh consistency is the main thing like like literally the main thing of okay. anything you do even producing even like as i said you know you cannot you, you cannot release just one track in 6 months you know what is the, what is the shelf life of a track these days the track gets sold in a week right of course of course and in fact right now the more popular track is the faster it gets sold the faster nobody wants to play right so i would say uh 2 weeks is max shelf life of a, of a track right 
and I'm talking about very big tracks. So you uh, or anybody releasing one track in six months is not going to do anything. You should aim at maybe one track a month. Could okay. be a good number. Could be a very nice number. Because then every month, every once a month, you have an opportunity to post something about your own music. That is not a live set. That is not a Instagram picture. That is not. <laughs> that is a release track. You know, that is your baby. That is like that is uh, the the interpretation of you as an artist. Okay. So uh, consistency is the number one thing I would say. Okay. Uh, even in DJing, you cannot like, for example, somebody X Y Z. You know, uh, is coming up in the scene now, right? And uh, he played like a couple of really good sets. He did all the things right. He uh, he or she, whatever, he, he or she did all the things right. Uh, released a couple of good tracks, you know, uh, got the attention. Now that person is, uh, the XYZ person is doing a couple of gigs around now, right? Mm-hmm. And then that person cannot suddenly decide, hey, I'm going to take a take a break for like three months now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You, don't, you don't get that. Like, you, you cannot. You have to be relentless. Uh, that break is definitely uh, going to harm you in a very negative way, in a in a bad way, right? I'm not saying I'm not saying not not take a break, you know. But the number one problem which I see within uh, within the artist community is laziness. Okay, <laughs> and we have to accept it. Like, look, uh, everything starts with acceptance. I used to be lazy too, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I was actually very hardworking for most part, but I have some laziness too, and I, I and. The day I started accepting it, things started working out for the better, right? So a uh, lot of artists tend to get lazy. They release one track and no offense to anyone, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm just sharing what I feel. Uh, so they release a track and they then they go in lazy mode, you know? Oh yeah, fine, you know, I just release a track. It's okay, you know, I'll chill now. I'll chill for some time. I'll chill for a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a virus, this chilling and this, uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. Trust me, it is, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not saying not chill, right? You have your work hours and you have your chilling hours and you can balance, you know, uh, balance is the key and you can, you can chill for like four days. Uh, You know, if you're a freelancing artist, you can say Monday to Friday, okay, this week I'm taking off. You can take an off whenever you want, right? Mm -hmm. And you can still show, you can still show up uh, for the gigs on the weekends. Consistency is the number one thing I would say uh, as a producer, as a DJ, and you have to understand, you have to uh, just go and perform and give your best. Like, you know, my main aim is always to beat my last set. So if I, if I played like a really cool gig last weekend, somewhere in Delhi or Bombay, or Pune, anywhere, or you're a scholarship, you mm-hmm. know, and it went really well as for me. I have, I have really high standards. So I'm most times very unhappy with after my sets, not unhappy, but I'm like, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. Because I have like really high standards, right? Mm-hmm. So if someday I come back home and I'm like, oh, wow, Euroska was like off the hook you know, <laughs> last night and uh, or like tonight and uh, it was a full house and I killed it. You know, you get that feeling sometimes when you, when you actually course, kill it. Okay. And and then the, then the coming week, I do not chill. Like, you know, now I have a new task. I have to top my last set now. <laughs> Wherever I'm playing, obviously I won't play at Uriska again, right? Mm-hmm. But I have to play a better set than than the last one. You know, of course, I think this is a really good quality to have to constantly try to do better. You know, uh, there's no time to chill. Uh, sadly, it's it's a difficult industry. Uh, I'm not uh, trying to be negative, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but as I said before, there's enough. There's plenty for, for all of us. And I believe that every hardworking person gets the rewards, you know, uh, the problem is everyone wants the rewards. Everyone wants to 
play at, in all the festivals, play, you know, at all the cool clubs and travel and have this life. But nobody wants to put the hard work that goes behind it. You know what I mean? Like nobody wants to sit in the studio eight hours a day for like two years in a row and make like a track which will make a difference in that career. You know what I mean? Of course. Just be relentless. Just like t- this has to be your life mission. I'm not saying don't chill. Of course, like chilling is important. Resting is important. Eating good food is important. Exercise is important. Um, your personal life is important. Like having a partner is important. Your family life is important. Everything, mm-hmm. you know, a good balance of everything is really nice. I'm not saying like uh, leave everything and just like go behind your career or something. Mm-hmm. You have to be consistent. That's what I would say. Like this would be like my biggest advice. You know. All right. All right. Uh, Nakul, there's a lot of information and I can't wait to see you again and catch up with you. But uh, yeah, like, but from a bro to a bro, every time you're doing good for yourself, every time you see you perform at places, uh, being a Pune guy, I feel very, very happy, very, very proud. Dude, thank you so much, man. And I, I actually need to... Make it to your next gig now, whenever it so happens, you know. We have please, to definitely like, catch up again and I need to like just come and like, crash at one of your gigs. We're trying to make sure that, you know, with, with Nakul on board, with us on board, with Nakul C on board and everyone doing the great job in Pune, we, you know, get Pune on, on the entire international and national map at least. Uh, and we're trying our best, but extremely proud to have you uh, from our city and representing our city across the entire country. And again, very, very happy to have you in the podcast. Uh, and Dude, thank you so much, man. That means a lot. I mean, you, you mentioned that a few times and <laughs> thank you. It's really humbling. I'm really... Uh, I'm really thankful that uh, you think about me like that or people uh, look up. It's everyone. I mean, I'm not just saying... It's a nice feeling. You know, it's a nice feeling because I have spent a lot of time doing this uh, many years and uh, I've worked really hard and it's it's good to know that people appreciate it and like it. And uh, yeah, it's... uh, it's a really nice feeling. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you so Wish much. you all the best, man. Wish you all the best with your gigs, with your music, with your new EP coming up. Uh, and, Thank you, uh, buddy. Everything likewise, <laughs> likewise, I wish you the best for your your music journey as well. And yes, man. send me one of your sets and I'll definitely like uh, crash at one of your gigs whenever it so happens. Sure. I shall, I shall see you soon, bro. Thanks a lot, Nakul, for doing this. This is awesome. Thanks a lot for doing this, man. Cheers. Cheers, bro. Bye. Cheers. Take care. Bye. Cheers. Bye. And that was the episode, guys. Thanks for tuning into the Breakthrough Podcast. I'm getting mad love from all of you guys from the fraternity. Continue sharing, but definitely consider subscribing, following, liking, doing all that good stuff. This definitely helps me a lot. 